Drafting the Magic features the thoughts and opinions expressed by Christian Ilton, Eric Pesolano, and today's guest, and do not in any way reflect the views or opinions of the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. You know, Eric, coming off of a three-game or episode streak, I am feeling good, and I'll tell you, after last night, I think the world needs a little bit of feel-good, and that is what we are here to do on Drafting the Magic. You know, that that's the idea, and uh, at least one of us is feeling good. <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'll put that disclaimer out there. I apologize for the, the sound of my voice, been a little under the weather for the last week hoping to get over this don't worry it's nothing nothing out of the uh out of the ordinary this is this is normal for me so um glad we're still able to do the show though and pull this off i'm excited for today's topic i think it's very appropriate you know given the show coming back here this this fall we'll talk about that i'm sure for a moment but uh, I, I gotta find a way to get back on the board because this is ridiculous i can't be losing three in a row <laughs> what's it like doesn't it doesn't it hurt it feels like it hurts doesn't it yeah yeah, I'm glad. Well, um, you 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 kind of teased it at the you know we're gonna be talking about the show that's returned this fall already now at least episode what episode one has and there's a lot more coming on. What is the official topic, Eric? Well, we're going to a galaxy far far away. We're gonna talk about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge experiences. I I brought this up to you, and our first thought was. Have we experienced enough? Which is is funny because that seems to be a, a common denominator between the two of us every episode nowadays. But it was: are there even enough experiences in the land itself to be able to to qualify? And after we talked about it, there actually are. So we're both going to be able to pick five things. It's just going to be a matter of are we going to be able to get everything we want? And I'm going to go out on a limb and guess no. We're going to have to make a lot of adjustments throughout today's draft. Well, yeah, and I, I'll say I think the rule that you kind of developed, but I, I, mean, I guess we kind of worked on it together because we were talking about what we would do, and your rule of you've got to be able to cover all the big things, right? There's got to be an attraction, there's got to be food, and there's got to be merchandise on this list. I thought that was a good a good rule to go with. Yeah, um, I, I think, look, throwing it out there, not not to give too much away for when we start drafting, but when one of us picks an attraction, the other one's going to pick the other one. I, I think that's going to happen yeah. uh, sooner rather than later. But having to mix everything else in there is the only way you can get a full experience at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I mean, you know, the basis for this is if you haven't been there before, what are you going to recommend somebody do? What five things? You're not going to make them just buy merchandise everywhere no they need to go on a ride they need to go eat something and, and then they can experience something in retail and maybe add in a little entertainment yeah there's a bunch of stuff to do in star wars galaxy's edge and that is why we are like eric said going to a galaxy far far away we are finding ourselves on batu and we are ready to draft but eric we need to have a guest judge before we can start drafting we do have a guest judge and she just happens to be I'm not even going to go out on a limb. This is not going out on a limb. The biggest Star Wars fan I have ever met, and I could not think of anybody more appropriate to judge today's show, Don Perkins is here, the biggest Star Wars fan I know. Don, how are you? 
I'm great, Bright Suns guys. Oh, bring in the lingo. Oh. <laughs> I, I love it. Nomenclature right out of the gate. Christian and I just talked a, a moment ago about the new season of The Mandalorian without any spoilers because I know you've seen it. How great was it? It was awesome. It was, I mean, we waited um, several months for this and it's, it was well worth it. So <laughs> it was, it was exactly what the world needed right now is we, we needed another season of the Mandalorian. Exactly. Yes, we did. So obviously we're going to star Wars galaxy's edge for today's episode. I'm, I'm fairly certain you've seen just about everything in that area. I and, you know, without so. gi- Without giving away a strategy to either of us, why is it that you love Star Wars so much? I've grown up with it. I mean, um, I'm aging myself, but I have grown up with it from the very beginning. And I mean, it's just the whole story, the characters, everything. There's so much to love about it. Yeah, it's it's one of those places. Well, and I guess Galaxy's Edge is one of those places that it it. Cars Land was something that did such a great job of putting you in the movie, but Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is the Cars Land on steroids. Like, it it literally takes you, and it not only puts you in that world, but it really immerses you in it. I remember uh, my dad got to go to uh to Batu for the first time and he said it was like you picked him up out of the theater when he was 10 years old and dropped him right in the movie he you know it, it's that kind of experience that these this world has with star wars and you know don has that connection to it eric i know you're a star wars guy i'm a star wars guy it is it is the greatest yeah i'll never forget the first time i stepped into the land myself it was it was jaw-dropping um of, of course, a lot of people know our backgrounds. Uh, got to step in there without guests for the first time, so it it seemed even bigger, <laughs> you know, yeah. with less people in there. So it it really did uh, take your your breath away the first time. And then once it once it did open to the public, and we got to go in there and mix in with everybody, uh, I, I I think just watching people's reaction uh, to to what they got to see uh, made it even more special to me. Uh, Don, how about you? What, what about your first time when you stepped into the lamp? <laughs> My cast preview, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, it came like a thunderstorm. Uh, it was pouring down rain, thunder and lightning. Of course, by the time we got into the land, everything kind of mellowed out. But I mean, I'll admit it, the tears started flowing as soon as I walked in because it was just overwhelming with everything. I mean, you literally step into a different planet. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I I still will never, and I don't think anyone will ever forget the moment they saw the Millennium Falcon. Like, oh. that, and you see, you know, and you saw the commercials. You saw the aerial pictures that were being thrown by every single news outlet. But there was never a moment in my life, like, turning the corner and seeing the Millennium Falcon sitting right there. I, that was the coolest thing for me. It was. I mean, I... I didn't think it was going to be, you know, you think, okay, yeah, it's going to be a Millennium Falcon. I mean, it is the Millennium (laughs) Falcon. It's huge. (laughs) So. (laughs) All right, Christian, you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. Let's go over the rules first, though. Uh, Some special rules today for our Star Wars Galaxy's Edge episode of Drafting the Magic. Number one rule, as always, is that Eric and I must have experienced 
the experience that we choose. So it can't be something that we've just seen. I don't think there's much in the land we haven't gotten a chance to explore and look at. But if there is something that we haven't, we are not allowed to take it. But our big rule is that we, and I guess our episode rule of the day, is that we need to choose things from food and beverage, retail or stores, and attractions. We got to give the love to the entire land, Eric. Yeah, that, and I, I think that's what, what makes this episode balanced. It's that rule right there, right? You have to pick an array of experiences. You can't just take one attraction and then all the food locations or, you know, you, you take you take a food location and then, oh, all the places where I can buy cool stuff to take home. No, no, you got you to gotta be diverse and you got to be well-rounded here if we want to win today, which I desperately need to because I'm sick and tired of losing. <laughs> well, we will see if that continues. All right, Don, Eric, here we go. We are going to draft the magic drafting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge experiences either at Disneyland or Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's not much of a lie or a secret, I guess. It's the exact same thing. So both coasts can enjoy this episode equally. And because this is Eric's host episode, I get to make the first choice and... It's not really much of a debate, not really hard to figure out. I am going with Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, the greatest attraction Disney has ever created, at least technologically. It is something that you, if you've not been on the ride before, once you get on it, you don't know what's going to happen. The queue is in unbelievably immersive, more than I could even tell you, because I don't want to break any secrets if somebody hasn't heard it, but you get on the ride, you you see everything, it's all real, and it, it's, there's, it's not even a question, it's going to be the number one pick. Don, what do you think of Star Wars Rise of the Resistance? It is not just an attraction, it is an entire experience. And the cast members that work on that attraction are amazing because they stay in character and they make it a real experience. You feel like you are in a Star Wars movie. Of course, it's sad because here at Disneyland, it was only open a couple of months before the park closed down. And so a lot of people haven't even got to experience it yet. So I don't want to give away any of the fun mm -hmm. little tidbits inside of it. Um, but Definitely, I mean, it's it's a whole experience, not just an attraction. Yeah, I think this was the easiest slam dunk first pick we've had <laughs> in any of our 10 episodes so far. And I'm not saying that because I'm bitter. I'm saying that because it's just, it's just a fact. If yeah. Christian would not have picked this number one, it would have been probably worse than when he took Starbucks a okay. few weeks ago. All right, then. We had to bring that up again, really. <laughs> No, but Love me a Starbucks, but for that one, it, it just wasn't going to happen. But for the attraction itself, you're right. That this is this is one of the most amazing things they've ever built. Uh, it makes me excited for whatever the next thing is they're going to build, which which is probably we're looking at uh, Avengers Campus, right? Yeah. So it, when you set the bar that high, my goodness, how much higher can you go from this? Uh, that that's what makes me most excited. Well, and it's it's everything with the attraction. You know, obviously it's the ride system, and if you haven't been on it, you it's it's the coolest thing in the world. But then you look at the animatronics on the attraction that are flawless, and and the. 
they have ways of hiding it. If something's not working, you might see a completely different experience in that even little moment that they thought of everything. They took some of everyone's favorite Disney rides, put them together. You know, there's different experiences of it. It's great. Again, like Eric said, it's a big, it's, it's a layout layup, slam dunk, the easiest choice and rise of the resistance comes off the board first. And it forces my hand at number one, because there's no way I can let you have both attractions in the land. So <laughs> I have to, with my number one pick, take Millennium Falcon smugglers run. Uh, for me, of course, this was the one that opened first, so we got to see it at first. You get to pilot the Millennium Falcon <laughs> yourself. And not only do you get to do that, but you could be a gunner. You could be an engineer. And, you know, circumstances surrounding the world right now with everything going on in the pandemic, when it, when it does come back and it opens up and there may be some, some distancing that has to occur when they're, they're boarding the attraction, you might get a chance to experience something that I got to experience one time on complete accident was that if you're in the gunner position and there are nobody sitting behind you in the engineer position, you get to do both. And it makes the whole thing that much more exciting for me. <laughs> so perhaps that could be a thing later on down the line. I don't know if that's a fact or if it was a glitch the one time I went on it, but I got to do both and it was great. But the fact that you get to do something different every time. And I think like you said, with uh, rise of the resistance, the experience is different every time. Uh, it, it may be even more different every time you go on Smuggler's Run because you control it mm -hmm. in your actions and whatever your family member or your friend next to you's actions are or the complete stranger behind you. <laughs> All I know is this. There was a lot of yelling the first three or four times I went on it, and it was just people yelling at each other, hey, do this, shoot at that, go left, go up, go right. Oh, it was. it, it, it almost drained you when you were done. You're Oh my goodness, we survived that. We got it done, and I'd racked up, you know, this many credits. So I, you know, for me, I, I love that attraction. I'm not gonna lie; I would have loved to have Rise of the Resistance at number one, but I knew what I had to do. Millennium Falcon sure is one heck of a silver medal, and I'll take it. Don, what do you think of Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run? You know, I I'm sad because I have never got to pilot it. I always end up as gunner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really good at Gunner, but yes, you know, I've been on it with my family and it's, uh, <laughs> I, I really don't want to go on with anybody else because I tend to yell <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so I, I, I try to get them to, you know, don't crash into anything, watch out, but it's, it's also a fun experience. And hopefully one of these days, once we get opened back up, I can actually experience pilot. I want to do that hyper drive. <laughs> There's that is the, I, I describe it as when that happens, when that moment where you're supposed to pull the hyper drive, that's the moment you were waiting for since you were born. Like it, it, it just comes over you and it, and it, it is amazing, but the ride changes and, and Eric kind of spoke to it. We got on the ride one time and there was only one engineer. So for those of you who haven't been on the ride, there's a pilot, a gunner and an engineer. And as soon as we started Hondo, who is your host as it were, but you know, the guy who's talking through it goes, Oh, only one engineer. We'll see how this goes. So the ride is actually designed to, except how many riders are in the actual attraction. So I think I think it's a great pick, Eric. And uh, yeah, you're right. You did need to take it as, as your number one pick because we didn't, we didn't say you had to take certain things by certain rounds. You're right. You needed to take that as your pick. Yep. I wasn't going to mess that one up. <laughs> 
Well, I think uh, an attractions-filled first round was very, very successful. And now we go to round two. And in round two, I've got a number of options that I could go with. I, I think Rise of the Resistance is easily my number one. But beyond that, I think I love the land equally. I love the different things you can do. So this is more of a strategy pick against Eric than it is a, I've got to say this is better than another thing because the area is amazing. But there was not alcohol sales in the Disneyland park. Until I could go to Oga's Cantina. And Oga's Cantina is going to be my number two pick. It's it, That is one of the most immersive parts of the land. Because when you go in there, you do feel like you're in a Star Wars cantina-like pub. It, it's absolutely amazing. I would say I'd love there to be more food options on the menu. I want, I want there to be food at Oga's, but I will settle for what's there. Oga's Cantina is my number two pick. Don, I know you've been over to Oga's, right? Of course. I've Thank been over goodness. there to have a, fu a fuzzy tauntaun or two. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love DJ Rex. I mean, how can you not love that? And, you know, if he breaks down, you know, they, they bang on a few things and he sparks right back up. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I got to go with my kids, my older kids. I took them. And of course, everybody, I think we had a Jedi mind trick, a fuzzy tauntaun, you know. So, so everybody was feeling pretty good when we left out of there. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun inside there. I, I, the only thing I wish is, like you said, more food options. I think I, we had what is it? The but two bits, mm -hmm. which were interesting. <laughs> and, and I would like it better if there was a little bit more seating too, but we yeah. just stood at the bar, had fun. So, well, and I, I will say, I love, you mentioned DJ Rex. There is a moment in DJ Rex's little kind of skit that he does where he has some, uh, flashbacks to moments when he was, uh, driving a vehicle uh, somewhere else in Disneyland, and it is my favorite moment to, to hear him kind of glitch out and do that. Eric, what do you think of Ogas? Well, I had to deal with uh, Captain Rex in the very early part <laughs> yeah. of my Disney career over and over and over again, multiple times per day. Uh, I love I love Ogas Cantina. Uh, again, like, like Don mentioned, the Fuzzy Tom Tom, that was the go-to makes your mouth feel real weird um, <laughs> but uh i it, it's being able to step inside of the cantina it's not exactly what you saw in the original film but you got that you you got that aura you got that ambiance and you were much like when you say you step into the land it's like stepping into the movie into the cantina maybe made you feel even more so because you were actually in this place that you saw uh, when when you were little, um, so I, I love Oga's Cantina. It was my number two pick, and it's off the board now. I have to adjust on the fly. I told you there was going to be adjustments. Oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to my number two. Uh, this one was my number three on the board after after the other two. So I'm glad I'm I'm still going to be able to take it. Um, it is it is a drink. Right, so I'm going a little bit more specific. You took the cantina. I'm taking the milk stand at at number two here. I, I think the single most anticipated food and beverage item 
when this land opened was the blue milk. We saw it in the movies. Everybody wanted to know what it tasted like. Um, you know, being being somebody who was who was at the resort and, and during testing phases of everything, got to test a, a few different versions of it. And I think the final version they landed on was an absolute home run. They knocked it out of the park. It's it's very smooth. It has that milk consistency and they duplicated something that you never thought you'd ever get to taste in your life. They have the green milk option as well. I'm a blue milk, I'm team blue milk. We can get that hashtag trending whenever you're ready, team blue milk. Um, I'm taking the milk stand at number two in Galaxy's Edge experiences. That's one of the things I was really anticipating too was the whole blue milk. I couldn't wait to try that. And I am team blue milk as well. Oh, so. thank goodness. <laughs> The, the green milk is it's it's good it's not you know awful but you know definitely team blue milk but that was fun because you go back to a new hope and you know luke drinking his blue milk so you know that is part of the whole experience and i think that's such a great idea that they did incorporate that into the land i will um once again make the internet extremely angry um, oh, here we go. Uh-oh. I hate both of them. So, <laughs> I, I can't stand... Honestly, it's that fruity... It's just not my style. Um, it was cool. I, I did get to go to Batu in Hollywood Studios. And uh, there are some different versions of the blue milk there. Because you can walk around with certain drinks at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, that was an interesting look. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just not my thing. Um, I am... I I am one of the guys that goes and gets a beer at Oga's, not necessarily a, a mixed drink. It's just not my style, but I, I can respect the blue milk choice because it is the most one of the most iconic things from that entire franchise was this concept of blue milk. Everybody's like, okay, well blue milk. Now it's the most popular thing on Twitter. So <laughs> I'm, I'm quickly learning that we need to do as many food episodes as possible because you're botching every single one of them and it's working into my yeah. favor. Yeah, yeah. I hopefully. don't understand. You are the pickiest eater I've ever met. I don't understand it. <laughs> I, I, I am you know, not. You're like, <laughs> you, you are. You can tell I'm stunned because, and that we've never talked about it before because I am. I think my sickness just went away. I'm, I'm starting to feel better because I'm getting amped up over this. You're welcome. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, thank thank you is more, I guess, of what I'm saying in a roundabout way. All right, go ahead. You got picked. Yeah, so let's go to round three, um, and let's not let Don voice her opinion on me not liking blue milk. Uh, <laughs> we'll let that go to the, the judging portion, I guess. Um, so round three, um, again, this is a, a tough call for me, but I am going to go with another food option. And I've got to go to Ronto Roasters because Ronto Roasters is amazing. And I will I will say this. We said this on the Disneyland Snacks episode when we didn't choose it. Um, and, and Brady McDonald gave us heck for it as I guess we were very much uh, deserving of. But I like the breakfast version of the Ronto Roaster wrap a little bit even more than the regular version. But either way... It's good. It is weird looking. So that is what makes it so... It's one of those where if I was walking around tattooing, I would see somebody eating that. It was that kind of thought when I first saw it and was eating it. And so I've got to go Ronto Roasters as my number three pick. 
Ronto Roasters is awesome. <laughs> I absolutely love them. And uh, like you said, the breakfast one is really good. Probably better than the regular. But if you get it with that extra peppercorn sauce, oh mm. my gosh, it's so good. Everybody keeps, you know, oh, make them at home, make them at home. No, I don't think you can ever top what they have there. They are so good. So we definitely, that's one of our go-tos every time we go. So. I think you bring up a good point about duplicating things and trying to make them at home. It's just, <laughs> just not the same. There's a no. touch in there that just, you're never going to find a way to, to duplicate it. I love Ronto Roasters. I affectionately refer to it as the hot dog taco. <laughs> um, I, I, I love every bit about it. The more meat you can cram into a, anything I'm, I'm down for. So I, I, I love I love Ronto Roasters. I think it's a good pick, and it was my number four. So now I have to adjust yet again. <laughs> All right. What am I going to do now? I'm going to look at this list. My next pick was going to be food-related anyway, by the way, because that's what I had. So I'm going to go with Docking Bay 7 as my number, my number three pick. Um, I do like the fact that they started to switch out some items not that some were not good but just the fact that hey remember that thing you had last week well we replaced it come get something else and it's it's been a rotating uh menu there's a lot of things in there that are the same um but the fact that they're changing things up uh, here and there i i'm a big fan of uh the shrimp salad uh i i think i i'm a big seafood guy and you know much like uh I enjoy Ronto Roasters. I enjoy seafood just as much, if not more. I thought that was great. Um, the, the the ribs also, I, I, I think, I don't know what they put in that barbecue sauce. They probably don't refer to it as that, but whatever that is, put that on everything in my life. I don't care. Put it on pizza, put it on spaghetti. Yeah, I said it. It's amazing. I love it. So I'm, I'm going to take Docking Bay 7 as my number three pick. Docking Bay 7 is good. I don't know about, well, I mean, there is more choices there. So that's that's the good point, I mean. But mm. yeah, the Ronto is still my go-to. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it when the judge is still talking about my pick after Eric makes a pick. That feels good. Um, I will say that both Ronto Roasters and Docking Bay 7, since this is our, our round three picks, both do a great job at theming, right? Ronto Roasters... There is a robot, we used it in the topic tease, spinning the meat over a, or under a pod, uh, like a pod racing uh, engine or whatever it is. That, that was the coolest thing. But you go over to Docking Bay 7, it is very well themed. Like, and the, the, the seats are not conventional. I'll say that, nor are they comfortable. But they are, um, it's different. It's just a different feel. I loved it. Um, you know, and so I think both of those options are, it's not Oga's Cantina, right? It's not what everybody's racing to go and do and, you know, trying to get a reservation for. But there's still some good options there. So I, I like both of yes. those picks. Yeah. All right, Christian, let's go ahead. We'll move on to round four. Let's do it. Round four, and I think it's time to get some merchandise in 
the conversation i think that one of the most unique merchandise locations where you can not only spend a huge chunk of money but also still just find some other cool things is the droid factory it is the coolest thing just seeing the rotating droid conveyor belt above your head meanwhile you got people making droids down on the ground i love that location i think that i'll never buy a $25,000 r2d2 but i like that the options there i like that i have the option so that is that's just a great piece i love it gotta go droid factory is my number four pick the droid factory is fun definitely fun um i didn't actually make a droid my daughter did but i was with her so the whole picking out your little parts and if you're gonna wait what kind of droids you're gonna make and i have to actually point out something you're talking about the rotating droid parts above do you know that's a little Easter egg? Oh. That, yes, it is kind of an homage to George Lucas. If you count the numbers, there's like different batches. There's a one, one, three, and then eight. And it's continuous. And it's actually a uh, homage to George Lucas and his first movie that he made, THX 1138. So wow. that's a little Easter egg in I there. Had, this I had, I had so. no idea. But that's awesome. I can't promise you I'm going to go and count, but I like knowing that it's there. Eric, what do you think of the Droid Factory? Have you bought a $25,000 R2-D2 yet? Boy, if I had a nickel for every time I did that, <laughs> I'd be very much in the negative. Yep. No, I, 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 have, I have not bought a very expensive droid. I love the concept in that, that area, yeah. though. Uh, just like Don said, you get to pick your parts and kind of customize it, make it your own. Who doesn't want to bring home some some version of, of R2-D2, right? Be able to, to control it themselves. I also did know about the THX-1138 uh, homage because they actually have it in Star Tours as well, and I spent quite a bit of time over there, as I mentioned before. So uh, they love to do that uh, for George because, hey, let's be honest, if it weren't for him, we'd have none of this. So exactly. uh, I, do, I do like the Droid Depot, though. I like that pick there at number four. Why, thank you. <laughs> Now I'm gonna go also with a retail location. And for me, I, I think this this retail location is the place for the like the real hardcore Star Wars lovers. The ones who they can find those little trinkets that they remember from the movies that you would mention to any casual fan and be like, what on earth, or I guess not on earth, are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. The, the animatronic in there is impressive in itself behind the cage and he's back there wheeling and dealing right but but all all the little you know you can buy uh, the crystals in there the kyber crystals are in there I, I think and that's where that that famous gift card the one that was made out of metal that everybody yeah. was trying to get their hands on right that's where that debuted and people were they're gone now of course go figure everybody wanted <laughs> to get their hands on it but the you know the the items that are deep into Star Wars lore are in there, and that's where you really, really get a sense of um, the actual galaxy in itself, rather than just something that says Star Wars on it. Right? It's an actual item that you could find off planet. So uh, I'm taking Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities at number four. 
Uh, I love docs because, like you said, there's a little bit of everything for that diehard Star Wars fans. You have like your holocrons. So if you can't afford the $200, you know, Savi's lightsaber, you can still use those kyber crystals and the holocrons. Um, of course, there are some more expensive things in docs too. You've got your legacy sabers. So I, I love everything in there. And of course, inside there are a ton of Easter eggs too. So I just like to go in there to check things out and see what I missed. In fact, there's a helmet on the wall in there that might be kind of familiar to Mandalorian fans. So <laughs> I wonder why it's in there. So <laughs> yeah. And now every, every time Don recaps a pick that we made, it makes me more and more confident we picked the right person for today's show. Well, yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this. You you will not have the general public knowing what's in Doc Ondar's, right? But Don knows. Like, come on. like <laughs> She knows. And if you want to know, you can just ask her. Exactly. Um, and I, I love the uh, I love the pick. I think it's a it's a very cool shop. It's it's hidden, right? So so it, you know if you go up that little staircase and turn left, you're gonna you're gonna find it over there or whichever way you're going to it from. But you walk in there and it it just wraps around you. Um, and it's not all that large, right? It is a very intimate store as opposed to like a world of Disney, which they definitely could have put in galaxy's edge by the way and it would be flooded all day but it it that's not star wars though star wars is that intimate you know we're doing deals under you know kind of under the rug where yeah i think it's i think it's a really cool location and i will give you a little gold star for your amazing round four pick uh very good pick and so that leads us to the final round round five of star wars galaxy's edge experiences and i i don't think i could take anything besides this it was the coolest thing i had ever done there and the reason it waited until right now is because I knew Eric hadn't done it because he totally played his cards against me a couple weeks ago and told me this. Savi's Workshop, where you can build your own lightsaber, is the coolest, most in-depth Star Wars experience where you get the opportunity to actually build it, right? And it's not just a, you know, you can go over to Star Trader and build your own lightsaber, right? You take the pieces of plastic, fit it together. This is not that. It, it is an experience. The... The hosts are absolutely phenomenal at what they do, and there's never going to be a moment quite like when I remember everyone turning their lightsaber on in the room. Uh, the room just all of a sudden started glowing. Savi's Workshop, if you can somehow flip the bill, is worth the price of admission. And then you have a really cool stick that lights up when you take it home. So <laughs> that's really cool. I, I, I'll be honest, I liked it more for the experience than even the lightsaber itself. It it just was perfect Disney presentation, and that's why it is on my list as number five. Savi's Workshop. I haven't been there, but I have. Um, yes, I have not been there yet. Of course, I've watched a ton of YouTubers <laughs> that I follow that have built their sabers. And when you see grown men turn into little kids mm -hmm. or people that cheer up, it really is a whole emotional experience for that Star Wars fan. And um, like you said, the gatherers there that you know are helping you construct your lightsaber and giving you the story behind everything. I mean, that is, it's like it's a, 
really awesome experience and I want to go do it so bad. So hopefully once things get opened up, maybe I'll have a little money saved up by then and I can go build my lightsaber. I, I mean, when, when you're in there, they're like, okay, here's all the kyber crystal options, right? You've got the purple and then the room lights up purple and then you got the red and then the room lights up red and you hear Darth Vader's theme song. Just, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Eric, I know you haven't been in there. What do you think of what you've seen though? Uh, I, I It looks to me like one of the most unique experiences that you can come across in any theme park really um i would love to go in there uh, one day i'm the same with don as soon as it opens back up and maybe i got a little something saved i can go in there and check it out hey um yeah no i i, I like the pick i think you have uh, a, a well-rounded group of selections i need to play off the fact that don hasn't been there yet <laughs> um that could play to my advantage Finally, somebody oh. hasn't done something that you picked. How do you oh. like it? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. It's my number five. And this one I might throw you for a little bit of a loop. Um, I didn't have a fifth pick. I intentionally left off a fifth pick because um, I wanted to leave it open-ended to see what you would do. We talked about removing yourself from a theme park and putting yourself in the land and in the experience. And I think another great way that um, can can push that forward is by using the Disney play app and getting on that data pad and going Ooh. around the entire land and interacting your mobile device with whether it's making a droid react, whether it's trying to read some of the ancient scriptures that are on the walls. Uh, I think it's great for the young ones who can go around and look, let's be honest, even though you're in a galaxy far, far away, you're still here on planet earth. Everybody's got a cell phone everybody's on that thing, especially the young ones. How do you bring them into the experience and still let them do what they do? You put, you put an app on their phone and it brings them in with the family. And now everybody's involved. You get to have that family time and go around the land and experience things with your phone. So everybody gets the best of all the worlds. Even this one, even though this one is off planet, I'm taking the data pad on the Disney play app at number five to round out my top five picks. The data pad is awesome. And I really wondered if you guys would pick that. So I'm impressed. Shoot. And because I know a lot <laughs> of people don't know about um, all the different little things you can do because you can collect different, um, you know, weapons. And uh, so it's a lot of fun to play with that. And I, I, I'm the annoying person that's trying to scan things in line that's holding up the line. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah my, my kids get on to me because they're going mom you're holding things up i'm like like trying to get to scan <laughs> oh, but yeah I... the data pad I, I was really surprised that i i didn't know if you guys would bring that one up i'm impressed I'll, I'll be honest he started talking about it and i was like boom i just won this episode and then you reacted to it and now i'm like boom eric just won this episode so that's I fun had, we i had to throw a curveball i had to pull something out because you you know you had you had the advantage with that first pick so yeah yeah you're glad at least in the moment that it looks like it's working out oh, I, I, hate I have it. to wait for the official I judgment hate it but um <laughs> that is our draft so um before we review our list don is there anything we left off that you think deserved a spot 
think you guys did really, really good. I mean, like I said, I figured oh, nobody will pick the data pad, you know, and so I'm really impressed that Eric did that. And but no, I think you guys have really covered a lot of, you know, what's there and what what the best things are of the land. I'll, I'll be very honest. Besides, like an encounter with Kylo Ren, um, really, we kind of just left off some of those small stores. Um, there's really not much beyond the ten things that we did select but i'm glad to know that you think that eric and i made the the right 10 picks eric go ahead let's review our list for dawn before she makes the judgment all right here we go my top five picks i've got millennium falcon smugglers run the milk stand docking bay seven doc ondar's den of antiquities and the data pad on the disney play app and for christian number one he got star wars rise of the resistance Oga's Cantina, Ronto Roasters, The Droid Depot, and Savi's Workshop. There's your top five from both of us. Don, take it away. Who won this episode of Drafting the Magic? Okay, guys, you both had great things. Lots of things that I love on both lists, but I'm going to have to go with Christian. Oh, <laughs> yes! It's, I mean, probably two of my favorite things, Rise of the Resistance and that Ronto rap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad go. it's the Ronto rap that won that. I like that. Oh my Yeah, you know, goodness. I, I knew that was gonna happen, especially with you getting the first pick. It really <laughs> came down to who was gonna get Rise and which food does the judge prefer. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Eric. Yeah, but I mean It's a yes, trend now. It's it's but the data pad, I'm impressed. So because I thought I'm like the only person that really enjoys the data pad. <laughs> The first time, the first time I broke it out and started using it, I got to be honest. My first thought was, "All right, I what what is this thing gonna do?" And then next thing you know, I'm playing around with it for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this thing actually is kind of cool. It it is something that is that is very unique. And you know, if you go on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, there you know you're earning credits on the ride. That tra I mean, that's that kind of stuff. It's amazing. But it's no Ronto Roasters, so I'll <laughs> take that. <laughs> and I will take the win. That is four wins in a row. Ah, this is awesome. This is great. Well, Don, thank you so much for joining us. I, I think Eric was correct in that there I could not think of somebody more Star Wars than you. Um, you know, I I've I have seen your posts about all the baby Yoda stuff you have and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, the, the star Wars fan was picked correctly. Well, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun and yeah, it was hard to pick because there's, I mean, you know, there's so many fun things and, and you both had things that, well, I mean, what do I not love about the land? That's the problem. I don't think there's anything I don't like. <laughs> yeah. It's just what you like more than the other so yes no, you can't i can't be upset about that don thanks so much for your time and we will talk to you soon okay till the spire guys oh more nomenclature on the way out thanks don we'll talk to you soon thank you well as surely as the sun rises in the east it's another l for good old ep over here you know, what else is new? Well, I, I got to be honest. We I talked about it. I knew I really had no chance at this. First pick was going to take this. It was just a matter of you not dropping the ball. And congratulations, <laughs> you held on to it, and you didn't let it go. You could have fumbled at the one, 
but you carried it all the way into the end zone. Good job, pal. Well, thank you. Honestly, the entire land is amazing, right? Like, you, you go into that land and you're transported into a different world, and it doesn't matter which experience you're doing. The, each experience is designed to be something that you've never done before, whether it's building a droid. I'll tell you right now, a droid ain't a Build-A-Bear, all right? You are... You are creating this little droid that can actually move around it can communicate with other droids we don't know what they're saying they may be talking about how they're going to take over the world i don't know but it, it just the entire the entire land is amazing and uh it deserved a show and i'm so glad you picked the topic because that meant i got to choose first so <laughs> yeah now it's time to regroup for a fourth consecutive time and figure out what i'm going to do with number one for your next topic which i'm not sure has been set in stone yet but uh, if it has, maybe you'll tease it, and then maybe I can get to work now because I'm not going to stop researching until we record our next show. Well, hey, I'll let you. I'll let you in on a little bit of work then, because I'll tease it a little bit. We are going back to solely Walt Disney World, and we will not be going into the theme parks. So uh, I'll leave it at that. We will not give you any more hope or aspirations to succeed i'll just give you that note and then we'll figure out what we're going to do from there <laughs> i'm already i've already halfway done booked my reservation to go to disney world while you said we're going back to disney world so See? i'm just going to go out there for a vacation for a week <laughs> i'm going to experience everything i can and then come back and and hopefully ground you into the turf next week hopefully. yeah we'll see otherwise <laughs> five in a row that's tough man that's tough yeah, so it was two in a row, but apparently not tough for you. Yeah, made it four in a row. I'm loving it. I am through the roof. We are ten shows in, Eric. This was number ten. Hey, we made it. We got renewed for another week. How about that? <laughs> we made it all the way to the decade mark. Not in years, but in shows. <laughs> yes, and uh, a big thank you to anybody listening, especially if you're listening regularly. It means a ton to us. Make sure you head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow us on all those. It's either Drafting the Magic or Drafting Magic, depending on if you're going on Twitter or not. Uh, Twitter has at Drafting Magic because there's only so many characters you're allowed to put into your name. So, uh, But everything else is at Drafting the Magic. We do fun polls, and you know we want to know what you're thinking, answer questions, you get to see our topic teases for each week it's a lot of fun and then of course subscribe on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you're listening we hope you are enjoying this as much as we are because as as much as losing streaks hurt because i've been there too this is a lot of fun for eric and i i i think i can speak for you on that one ep yeah yeah you can and real quick before we we uh, get off this episode just big shout out to christian usually we uh we record this uh, together in the same room, socially distant, of course. Uh, this time, me being under the weather, he's had to deal with everything. We gonna be socially distant st with you under the water, yeah, weather, yeah. brother. Yeah, <laughs> back at back at his home studio, taking care of this. So, uh, thanks, Christian, for for handling all of it, and hopefully, I'll be feeling better, and we'll be back together again real soon. Hey, it's been a pleasure again on a day where a lot of people needed a, a pick me up. I think this was a good way of doing so. Is fighting over disney experiences <laughs> this one was of course over star wars galaxy's edge experiences but you can go to listen to all of our other nine episodes that are currently on the list we we fight it out every single week and we will see you next week when we again go to walt disney world but not quite in the theme parks i'm coming for you we'll see
Thank you.